So, uh, episode 32. Okay. Josh Dubois. Yes. Badass Records. Yes. How's it going? Good. Very well. Thank Thanks you for, for being ha- here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it. Um, so, we know each other from, I'm going to try not to sound like an idiot and say the wrong thing here, but <laughs> your wife and my ex-wife were colleagues. Yes. But now she, she stayed at the Brookside thing and Anna left to do her thing. Yep. So now they're just homies. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think I've only met you once. I would. Yeah, I think so. Um, I remember a party, uh, a fun party. There was like lots of people there um, and there was like a porch and then kind of a yard and then maybe a wall down. To was the it street. our old house? Our old house? Maybe. Yeah. I'm in not- South Hyde Park. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, it was awesome. That was that feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Um, and I remember going in and seeing. I don't remember what it was, but it was like merch or vinyl or posters or something mm-hmm. that was music related, kind of all over the place. Yeah. And I was like, yo. Uh, so you've been in the place that you're in now for probably like eight years, I think. Seriously. Or, or no, it's got to be like five. five. Okay, yeah. five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and how long were we at that place? We were probably there for five also. Okay. Um, I'm probably wrong on both uh, of those dates. Well, I mean... <laughs> it the, seems like about 10 years. The whatever, like <clears throat> late 19, early 20, mm-hmm. uh, until like kind of now-ish, like, I feel like it's kind of a, a blur for yeah. everybody, and it just it jumbles everything, like... Kind of cascades like what, what year was I born? I don't right, know. Yeah. But, but um, I also remember. Um, I don't think I got to see it at that party, but there was. I remember a story about a car, like a yes. that was <clears throat> like older, like a vintage or classic, yep. or, and nice. Fire, Firebird and beloved. Okay, so that helps pinpoint the date. So that would have been after our wedding, and our wedding was in twenty fourteen. Okay. And so then it, it and then it got, it got lifted, stolen. It got stolen like, out of your garage. We were renting a garage from a woman um, that we found on Craigslist. It was a detached garage that was well, it was kind of attached to her house, but it seemed like a detached garage. And she had a space; it was just around the block. And <clears throat> we were gone. We were in um, Albuquerque. Okay. And <laughs> I hate that fucking city. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> What were you guys doing there? Well, we've got some family there, and we, okay. we go to Santa Fe a lot. Ooh, um, I love Santa, Santa Fe. Santa Fe's awesome. Yeah. Um, Albuquerque is pretty polarizing. Yes. I think. Like, you have to kind of know where to go, and I think family helps. But yeah, it was the end of our trip. We get a phone call um, from said woman who we were renting, and she's like, hey, where's the car? And she's never done that before, so it seemed really weird, and so... Come to find out, it was. Would she have? I mean, so so she's. Does she have access to go in this garage? Access, she does have access. Why to would go she? In the if she's renting it to somebody. Why would she go in there? Well, it was a two car garage. Okay. Okay. Lawn mowers and stuff were stored sure. there, and turns out, like her person that she was letting mow her yard and giving odd jobs to, um, had had access to the garage, and that was the person that. We don't know. No one was ever caught. And was it found? We we did find it. So my wife took to social media um, 
and there was a post on Facebook that kind of went like local viral, um, and the news organizations picked it up. And so she a post of hers, yeah, okay. And so she got um, the local news involved. The KC um, PD, bless their heart, they told me, and I quote, "We do not investigate Grand Theft Auto." So you know they're dealing with what if you're Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, so uh, it was actually somebody who saw it on the news, found it parked outside their house, and these people had driven it like they stole it. The cops said they were. The cops have been uh, chasing it for weeks. Uh, people were shooting guns out of it at going like 150 miles an what? hour down the highway. Holy yep. shit! Yeah. Oh my god! There were no. There was no casings in it, and when we got it, it. It didn't look that bad, but I think that there was like between like twenty five and thirty thousand dollars worth of damage to it. What so was, it was this like, car? It was a '69 Firebird. Okay, I can send you a, a pic. Sure. Um, beautiful car. Her dad restores Pontiacs. I see. And so his dream was to give every single one of his kids a Pontiac restored, and he did that for us for our wedding. Damn. I'm ter- I'm terrified of driving it. Right, like I'm terrified. Most, you want to scratch I'm, it? I'm not a car guy okay. either. Yeah. So like people ask, is it a manual? Uh, no, it's okay. not. And okay. I'd be fine with that. But it's the questions that people ask me that I have no idea. Oh, like what do you you know? <laughs> you know anything? What's under car- the, yeah, anything? Yeah. What's under the hood? An, like, an I, engine. I had like a list of like notes on my phone <laughs> to like go through it and like pull up. But mm-hmm. like you can never pull it up in time when sure. somebody's asking sure. you questions. Wow. Uh, yeah, we got it back. I mean, it was a really weird. It felt. You still have it? We still have it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. And so, I mean, was there? Was it covered? It was covered. Completely and, covered. And then the repairs. Yep. Everything. Nothing out of pocket. Nothing out of pocket. Yeah. Pretty and crazy. How does it feel so now? It's complete. It's better now than it was before. Believe it or not. Okay. Her dad just kind of he built it to be like a drivable car. Okay. Um, which a lot of those weren't. Okay. And I say drivable. There's still a lot of stuff you have to know to drive. Sure. You couldn't, like the people that stole it knew what they were doing. Weird. For and sure. Creepy. Yeah. And it was definitely an inside job. Right. I'm 100% willing to say that on record. So you don't, you don't really drive it that much, but no, she does? No. In fact, it's going to, right now, since we have a toddler, it's getting uh, fixed up and sent out to Colorado for her sister to drive for a couple of years while we're... Really? Yeah. Okay. So her sister never got one? Her sister never got one. Not yet. She's lower. What's the, how many siblings are there? There's, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Five Five. and her? So six total? Yeah. Okay. She's not a twin though, is she? No. No. Okay. No. Wow. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, a lot of times uh, you hear that the, you know, the owner, the person who is closest to the vehicle that drives whatever is afterwards. They're like, I don't, I don't want this. I don't want to drive this. I don't want it. Blah. But she's, you guys are, you gotten over that hump. We've, yeah. We've gotten cool. over the hump. It was a while. I mean, it was like, it was before having a kid and stuff. So, you know, life is a little skewed in terms of perspective <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of what's important. Yeah. But I mean, it felt very um, invasive, even though it wasn't our house. Right. Um, so that was definitely one of the reasons we moved. Ah, you know, well, you didn't just outgrow. It we, was we outgrew and that. Yeah, we didn't have a garage, and we wanted a garage. And now, like, you couldn't. 
get it out of the garage. Is your you're not you don't have an attached one, do you? No, but it's behind. But your, it's behind the okay. house. Yeah. It, do you share the driveway with? Yeah. Okay. Um, so much yeah. safer. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, this, uh, it just, it's so, so invasive. So yeah. creepy. Yeah. It was, it was kind of traumatic. Yeah. And just because like the police didn't, they weren't doing anything. Right. I mean, I forget. It was like, it was kind of like the scene in Big Lebowski when leads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leads. Yeah. There was a point where like there was a vape pen that the person who stole it left there. And the cop picked it up, you know, saying that they were going to go take it in for like DNA evidence. So they don't have a DNA database and they're not going to run DNA on a stolen car. Why would you even say that? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just for the scene. I don't know. It was it was pretty wild. So, wow. I felt Um, like it was easier for us to find it than the police. Right. Sure. Man, people. Um, So born and raised here. Um. I was born in Tucson, Arizona. Okay. Okay. Moved to Manhattan, Kansas. Okay. When I was like one. Okay. Grew up in Manhattan. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Had lots of family in Kansas City. And then eventually wound up here. Yeah. So I went to went to KU film school, um, graduated, moved straight to New York City with like eight hundred bucks in my pocket. Are you serious? Yeah. Ballsy. Yeah. Bad place in Brooklyn. We lived in um basically what was bed so it was kind of like further out on the l line out in brooklyn um lived there for about a year moved back to uh, manhattan when my father passed away to okay help my mom and then decided to go back to school this is probably too long so no no no, no. Per- it's perfect for real went back to school in computer engineering hated it moved to dc with a girl okay lived in dc for three years and that's where i started um really like kind of cutting my teeth and uh video and film and i worked for a um internet how-to company where we just made instructional videos okay um and it was pretty fun actually because we would go and i kind of like specialized in a lot of the food ones and so we would go in to like basically every restaurant in dc i would work with the head chef on making a dish cool. and like watch them then i'd go home and edit it so i'd remember it what were you recording on uh so we had we had to do everything so we had we got sent out with two cameras um they were just hd probably sony i think at the time uh we did all the lights all the audio all the filming for we were like a one-man band yeah for a multi-camera shoot huh cool are you are you on tiktok uh, I am. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you frequent it or? I probably watch a lot more than I produce. I oh, haven't you, figured you put out. put stuff up? I put stuff okay. up. Yeah. Okay. Probably like four or five. Okay. I'm still like, I haven't like decided like if that, just since I work in the industry, I haven't decided if that's going to be a medium for promoting myself. Yeah. I guess. Because like I. I haven't either. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. I mean, it's tough. You have to find a niche, I think. I think there's a lot of people that do it really, really well. Yes. Um, there's a lot of people that are bad, mostly yeah. brands. Yeah. And uh, there's a dude uh, that rolls up on people. Maybe you've seen him with really nice cars. Oh, and asks what they do for a living? No. Oh. And says, uh, I'm a, hey, I like your uh, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, he does bikes. And anyway, um, I'm a videographer. <clears throat> do you want a free 
video. Oh, okay. And they're like, yeah. And yeah. so he'll, I mean, he's, I've seen him like sit in the dirt and mm-hmm. the sand while the thing blasts past, and you know, he's just, oh got, yeah. And then he, uh, he'll get them like, you know, he'll, he'll do like a little close up of the interior mm-hmm. and get them, you know, going by fast on the street and he, then he'll send a drone up and, oh yeah. Um, super cool like and there's there's a lot of people that you can tell like they this is you know they they've got all the pieces of the rubik's cube but on the side it's supposed to be in and Mm -hmm. uh there's also a lot of garbage right um but i started uh i started doing um i mean it's first of all it's tough because you can't do anything from your computer right so when i edit and then email myself and then open, I got to open it and then open it in Google drive yep. and then share it. And like my yep. phone instantly gets hot yep. and the f- memory's full and I got to like clear caches and mm-hmm. delete stuff and oh, shut yeah. down. Uh, and it's weird. Cause like, I, I mean, I don't know. I only have 64 gigs mm-hmm. um, and I can kind of hover around 58, 59 and everything's fine. But the minute I, upload one the the breakdown you know how it'll break down like Mm -hmm. this much as photos and this much as like it's there's no more it's all just apps and it's you know completely full and it's and it's tiktok (laughs) it's using every time i do it it's using more oh yeah like i was in the teens Mm -hmm. a month or so ago and then uh today i uploaded three and it was using 40 something gigs and it's like i don't know what to do yeah i don't know any other ways to like get rid of stuff but, um, and so, you know, I put a couple up and then I didn't, it wasn't a, a habit yet. So right. I didn't devote the time. So those few videos just kind of sat there, right. put a few more up, put a few more up and one of them got, you know, a thousand views or yeah. something. Um, and then I put a, a, a bunch and I sort of started to feel like, uh, there's an element to the algorithm that's like, uh, feeding and like hung, oh, yeah. like if you don't con- continue yep. then you drop down and you're sh- you know yeah i uh, think tiktok has one of the best algorithms it's out wild, there it's pretty man. crazy i mean i've definitely found that i will waste more time watching content there than probably any other yeah form, like any other instagram was always that before yeah and i, still I know am on yeah. instagram a lot but like the algorithm that tiktok yeah. has is so good so um I right now I'm uploading stuff from episode 10 and Mm -hmm. I just did three of them. And this dude is like, uh, I mean, he's old like I am now, but I mean, 20 years ago, he, I mean, he still is the drummer for shiner. Okay. Um, and has other projects and still bartends and, you know, likes to have a good time. Yeah. Um, but he had when I moved back to KC and was working with him, uh, he had a, a huge reputation with the ladies. <laughs> uh, lots of fun stories. Um, so I asked him when, like, right around this time, and I was like, um, "So is is? Do you think squirting is <laughs> is it urine? Is it something else?" And he was like, "I think some of it is, some of it isn't." Yeah. Blah, blah blah. I I made I cut that sec that piece into yeah. a TikTok last night. Uh, and went to bed, and then this morning when I got up, my feed had a, a doctor, a doctor's TikTok being like, check out this study. It's a legit study. 
uh, with five people and they, they filmed it and he, here's the article and there's a video attached. Um, he and f- it, the f- he found you on TikTok for that? No, no, oh, okay. this, just this, this. <laughs> oh, it fed it to you. Yes. Uh, and yeah. I'm like, I'm on this and yeah. my phone's sitting right there and, and I'm, you know, I'm listening. Yep. So it's not like even, yeah. It's it like so I guess even at like lower volume I don't know yeah, it was crazy it definitely definitely but interestingly enough uh, for these uh, subjects they cath- catheter them and empty their bladder and then they put dye in there and then and then they stimulate them and, <laughs> to see what and, it and is. then and like all all of them yeah. there is the dyed material yeah. is coming out I'm yeah. like yeah it's pee well as <laughs> she said that it uh, it. A large percentage is, but there's other fluid that is coming from something I forgot the name of, but mm. it's the equivalent of the female prostate. <laughs> oh, gross. Yeah. Anyway, I was just like, I can't, for the life of me, understand how my phone sitting right here yeah, picks, that, picks up. that up. Oh, yeah. We always joke that like, anytime we're talking about anything, we're like, well, yep, you're going to get ads for that <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, 100%. For sure. Yeah. Oh my God! You gotta watch it. Yeah. Um, so you're in uh, video production now, but yes. you work for somebody. Yeah, I work for Barkley uh, Advertising okay. yeah, Agency. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to see their stuff come up, like mm-hmm. uh, link career builder, LinkedIn, sure. yeah. and job search stuff. Yeah, always seemed like a solid firm. Yeah, it's the largest independent agency in the United States. Dang. So no holding company. Um, which is a huge part of why I enjoy working there because you don't have to jump through a lot of the hoops that you would if you had a holding company, a lot of the other bigger firms. Meaning people up here to yeah. answer to and to say you can't do that. Or yeah, you and it's just like more like our our leadership is really good and they've got full control. So I think cool. it'd be bad if they didn't. Right, right. Um, but But yeah, it's a great agency. So I shoot and direct um commercials um and then edit mostly okay and you where are they headquartered here Kansas no City. i know but what oh. what part of town oh in the crossroads okay yeah all building right. with the twa ro- uh, rocket on the roof all right so you, yeah. sometimes you go there and sometimes yep. you're remote yep yeah we're hybrid whatever you want so sure. i've got a setup at home to edit um because i do stuff on the side too just passion okay. projects um i feel like the victorious uh super bowl run mm-hmm. uh, anna maybe shared a chiefs video that yeah, you yeah. had made and it, it, i feel like when i saw it i might be skewing some of this but i feel like when i saw it it was new but it had already had a bunch of views or yeah. a bunch of something yeah so i can't remember I've met Mac Lethal a couple times. Mac Lethal, yeah. yeah. Um, in I've met him in person, just like a Royals game. Yeah. Um, but uh, we met online, and I can't even exactly remember how. Um, but we started talking, and so he was like, um, "I think I, I think I reached out to him maybe about making a Chiefs video because I knew he was a Chiefs yeah. fan." Now he's like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's like. Um, kind of low-key like a super badass rapper yeah yeah and he's one of the fastest fast that's yeah his, and yeah. so he makes like he makes youtube videos i think the most famous one was like the he's like flipping pancakes and you can see how many he tried in the background okay. before he got it right because it's so fast and then he'll like he'll also take like 
oh, there was a kid getting bullied. And so he took like this rap that this kid wrote and like did it for him. So he's nice. a pretty cool guy. He lives in Brooklyn now, but he's originally oh, like Casey Lee Summit or based, something, I think. Okay. Um, but uh, so we just started talking and, um, you know, we pumped this thing out. And then he, when we, we pumped it out before they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, yeah. In anticipation for it. And then, you know, we were texting the whole Super Bowl just being like, like once after, like after they won, because it obviously was sure. kind of a comeback. Yeah. But, um, you know, we're texting. We were like, we got to make it turn it into like a victory one. Oh, yeah. And so we did that. Okay, fun. Um, and so myself and a motion designer um, that I worked with uh, did that. And um, it's a pretty cool video. Yeah. Um, now, but so was that a side thing or was that a... That was just for fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then how do how do side projects find like, their, find their way to you? Um, well, for like that's I mean, so obviously like my day job, they come to me with stuff, so that's great because I get paid to do like the probably the closest thing that I want to like you know like how they always ask you What's like your dream a, job. Like, yeah, I mean yeah. they're like you don't you're not going to get paid for it. Right. That's that's what you should be doing. I mean, that's kind of what I'm doing. And so then for side projects, it's really just what I want to do. Okay. Like for a while it was freelance, but I don't do any freelance anymore because it just I decided that if I'm if I'm going to be doing my job outside of my job, it's got to excuse me. It's got to be for something that I think is either going to like uh give me a lot of notoriety or would just be really fun to do. Right. So like I try to take on like music videos every once in a while. Okay. So um, you're, you're, you're somewhat seeking notoriety. Yeah. Um, yeah. because that, what needle does that push if you achieve if like, your goal? Well, I mean, it just gets me better directing jobs really. Okay. Just in general. So are, is, are you sort of at least maybe only mentally like, compiling a, a CV or a, or a body of work or how do, yeah. how do you, how do people see, you know, how do you make yourself? Well, no, yeah, I've done Known? this. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to just keep making shit. Like I think I've it's seen like a lot of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it is like that. I mean, I had a short film that had quite a bit of success a couple of years ago and I had seen some of my friends do the same thing where they had a short film have quite a bit of success and like, think like okay this is like you know my ticket to you know making it but yeah what people are always like what's next right, even yeah. at the film festivals yeah. what's yeah. next yeah and i was like i'm directing a wawa commercial um you know? <laughs> so no, notor so success is it all notoriety or is it a is it a combo of i mean is there any kind of compensation yeah yeah i mean there's a lot i mean there's a lot of compensation in commercial directing okay like a lot. Um, it's a pretty, I kind of have the best case scenario for myself because I have since working for an agency, I feel like I basically have an agent that does that for me. Okay, nice. So you take a lot of the money away from that, but you have the stability, right? Just to keep making shit. So the, the stuff that you're doing for yourself, uh, yeah. you're, is not, generating it's not a revenue stream but it's no. it's building a, a thing for a better right. tomorrow yeah. for lack of a better 
Yeah. Okay. And then the projects that you get given, do you on some level like all of them? Or are there some that you're just like, you know, frustrated or, or bored or something? Yeah. As you... I mean, there's always boredom and frustration with some of the stuff that you have to do. But I'd say I'm kind of at the level now where I would say probably 60 to 65% of the projects. I'm like, this is really, really cool. Nice. Like I got to do a, a shoot for, um, a company where I went to, I got to go skiing with the camera. I'm skiing with like the GoPro. (laughs) Oh, you're you're not holding it. Yeah. So no poles for you. No, no poles. We had to be, we had to open up the mountain early um, get shuttled up on a, um, oh, a, uh, snowmobile. Yeah. First and last time ever on a snowmobile. Scary shit. Like it could have toppled. Yeah. Or... I felt like that. And I had, you know, the, the camera wasn't super expensive. I mean, the camera is like five grand, but the lens that I had there, there's only 30 sets of this made in the world. And the lens is like 30 grand. So <laughs> irreplaceable yeah, i'm a little nervous wow okay with that but um but yeah i mean it's like skiing is i love skiing and so it's like docu style skiing you know checked all the boxes cool for me, and that was work do you guys ski as a family um i do val will go sit in the hot tub okay yeah. so uh your kiddo well yeah. will or will yes, not yeah will. <laughs> definitely she's gonna be a bruiser <laughs> well i mean that'll be i mean so do you will assuming that that happens and that not too far from now the two mm-hmm. of you are tearing it up will she still just chill or yeah, will she probably. feel compelled to I don't know, she'll just chill. okay <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah um how did you guys meet we met a match okay yeah that's not free Right, it was not free. Was I don't know if it's fifty bucks free a now. month yeah, or something, something back. Yeah, okay. Which was one of the appeals to uh, being on it because I felt like the people were serious or more serious. I don't right. like like Tinder and Bumble and those things were just coming out. Okay, so I didn't have any experience right. with that. But um, I remember specifically, it was like both of our like paragraph on music that was oh, really? like one of the things that we just like instantly connected over because it was like all over the place, but it was like all stuff. I mean, there was like probably one or two in mind that she didn't like and vice versa. Okay. You know? So like, um, how long were you on there before you guys connected and what, and what about for her? <laughs> uh, I can't, she was like, I can't remember how long she was on it, but she was like done with it. Okay. And I don't even know how she logged in, but I was pretty persistent. I was like, do you just want to skip like all this? Like, bullshit back and forth and just go like have a drink because like we seem like we're pretty aligned right and uh and then she didn't answer oh damn and so i was like i was like hey sorry if i was too forward da 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 and she's like no 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 i've just been really busy i was gonna answer oh cool and then uh and then she canceled on her first date okay and i'm, I'm sensing a trend yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's not like that at all no but, i'm t- just but yeah yeah um that's cool yeah and then we found out on our first date that i had actually been um set up on a blind date with her older sister in college wow my cousins okay so we found out our families like knew each other weird yeah it was pretty pretty uh did you did you go on that date i did yeah and just nothing happened okay it was like a a frat party sure oh boy (laughs) 
Um, and so she has five siblings. What about you? I have one adopted. Okay. Her brother. Okay. Yeah. In KC? No, he's out in uh, Lindsberg. Where's that? Uh, Kansas? It's little Sweden. Yeah. Okay. Out in Western Kansas. Okay. That's interesting. There's yeah. a town. Uh, right, I mean, it's a, one of the big ones, like Oakley or Hayes. Or, that's uh, it's, it's got a it's got a nickname just like that, but for a different country, oh, Germany. Yeah. Germany. Or, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty cool little town. I mean, it really is nice. Like, um, I think it was Jim Gaffigan, maybe somebody a long time ago, just talked about how uh, if you look at the immigration coming from Europe to how like a lot of these pockets of mm -hmm. either geographic locations or religions. Yeah. They all just, whoosh, okay, yeah. here, we're, here, this we, is where we are yeah, yeah. in Western Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing out here. Right. Uh, <laughs> so da how long has dad been gone? Uh, so he passed away in, gosh, when, it was 2006. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 2002 for me. So yeah. just the, 20 years yeah. in June, um, which I mean, uh, I have three younger sisters, yeah. um, and everybody's for the most part, completely different with how they either experienced oh, yeah. grief or still do. Yeah. Um, and I am, uh, I try not to dwell on it too long, but I'm, um, and I've known this for a few years now. Like I've, I'm like, all of my stuff mm -hmm. is like really far in the rear view yeah. to the point where I feel guilty. Yeah. Like, you well, I know, mean, I think that's good. It yeah. Yeah. Like for that, sure. You know? For sure. Like, uh, it did a, uh, a really weird thing to me though. Like, I mean, I'm still like, I've always been really, really sensitive. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, easy get my feelings hurt real easy, uh, overthink or look into sure. when there's nothing there, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also like TVs and commercials and movies. And I mean, just buckets of tears. Yeah. Um, I mean, I cried on a plane watching Rudy, so I could feel there that. you go. <laughs> um, but going through that, um, and then uh, seven years later, my first dog mm -hmm. died. Okay. Um, and he, I got, I wasn't, we weren't allowed to have pets. Yeah. So, so I moved to Colorado after freshman year of college and immediately uh, adopted a dog. Yeah. And, um, he was 14 plus years and pancreatic cancer. Boom. I mean, just, just, just destroyed wow. him. Yeah. Like, um, but, um, the old man upstairs. Now he, he I, I took that guy, the old guy in for a checkup and there was a, a picture of, that that old guy as a puppy being like i need a home mm -hmm. um and anyway so w we adopted him and um and but but when the when that dog i was like depressed for like two weeks oh like, yeah staring out the fucking living room window just yeah. into nothing yep. um so some point in there uh i i feel like i used up a good majority of my tears yeah. and like some stuff will still yeah. choke me up, but yeah. like you know, movie scenes or but but for the most part, it's really kind of there. Yeah. I, mean, which, I, I get that too, for sure. I mean, I said, a there's like one time a year, the year that, or the time that he like passed that I found myself like just being off, like not necessarily sad, 
but just being really off. And so I would set a reminder on my phone or on my calendar just to like remind me like two or three weeks before, like, Hey, this is coming up. And like that actually really helped. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It really helped. Like it was just such a easy thing to do, but I was like, you know, I was talking to my mom, I was talking to other people and they're, they're experiencing the same exact thing. Okay. So mom's still around. Yep. Um, and were they still together when he yeah. passed? Okay. Yeah. He died of uh, pulmonary fibrosis, which is a pretty quick, like it's got a pretty quick, uh, lifespan okay. for it. So it was like two years from uh, like diagnosis. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, how does, I mean, does, do we know how one gets it's, that or no i mean there's a lot they say it's not genetic but my grandma died of it too so i don't oh, believe wow. that so i have checkups but sure. they also say it's not due to smoking but like he smoked sure um so i don't i don't necessarily believe all of that but um but it's a it's it's a pretty nasty disease it just like fills up your lungs with oh scar tissue oh wow basically like really quick and i had some cousins that have uh cystic fibrosis so we have fibrosis in the family, um, which so, means so cystic fibrosis is just kind of a different. It's a genetic disease, and it's a different sort of like you basically like the lifespan when they were born was like eighteen, and Damn. now they're like you know my age, like close to forty okay. with kids. Oh wow! Just living normal lives. Symptom I mean, not free? normal. No, oh, okay. definitely not. Okay. But like. Um, you know, one of them, they're badasses. One of them went to, these are actually the cousins that my wife oh, funny. knew growing yeah. up. Yeah. She like idolized them because they were badasses in sports. And like one of them was a three, three sport distance running athlete at OU. Wow. With cystic fibrosis. Wow. I mean, like, that's amazing. Yeah. So how did your, uh, how did your folks meet? Um, gosh, they knew each other and, I don't exactly know like the story of their first date and you'll see why like kind of overshadows um, how they met because he asked her to marry him on their first date. No. Yeah. Okay. And, and he was she, serious. He was serious. And she said, I'll have to think about it. Okay. And then wow. two weeks later they were engaged and then never apart. Holy smokes. Yeah. That's really cool. So it's like kind of the bullshit. <laughs> like, right. Real love story. Should we just cut you like kind of yeah. want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, so did they, uh, did they play music in the home when you were growing up or, um, yeah, I mean, we had, we had, a, we had records. We, I think, I think like as a kid, we mostly had, we were pretty poor. We mostly had bootlegged tapes okay. from records. Okay. So like my aunt would have thriller yeah, or the footloose soundtrack or something. And then I would get that. And you would dub it from vinyl? From vinyl. And so it was. it's not like speaker to speaker. It's no, actually it's coming, actually coming okay. like from. Nice. And then I would also like, you know, I would sit by the radio and wait for a song to come on. Yeah. And like try record, to tape it. Try, yeah. try to tape it, you know. Fucking DJ talked over yeah, the song again. Or if they or fade you, it yeah. out early, just like. Or you'd call, like I'd call yeah. and request it and then just sit for hours. Yeah. Waiting. Yeah. I had but, a couple of those where. You know, obviously you only get 45 minutes or whatever, but like yeah. hit play record and you got to go somewhere and just come home and hope yep. maybe. Maybe. But, yep. Uh, yeah. So what were they? Uh, so you, you guys are, are dubbing vinyl yep. and then, so then, then you have cassettes at home. Yeah. Did that, did mom or dad have 
favorites or things that you remember? Yeah, I mean, so I inherited my dad's record collection when he passed, and it was pretty awesome. Um, it's like Zeppelin, Beatles, um, Steely Dan, Stevie Wonder. I opened up a, a Steely Dan record that just had one handwritten note from him. Like, and he was an architect, so he had very like beautiful handwriting. Okay, and it just says weed <laughs> nice. in the middle of it. Like, all right, yeah. I think it was. I can't remember if it was Aja or. Which Steely Dan record it was, but I still have it. Okay, that's so awesome. I have all of his records, um, and we had a record player, I think, but we didn't listen to him a lot. Hmm. Okay, so I don't know where this collection even was, and I can't picture it in the household. So those are all those are all his records. None of yeah. them were mom's. Well, my, my my mom had pretty good music taste too, um, but she could really be influenced by whoever she was with. Sure, so sure. She'd listen to really good music. Okay, and still does. But you kind of um, have to give it to her. Right. She uh, knows the good stuff versus bad. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Um, and how do you know, how did they uh, arrive at deciding to adopt? Well, so I wrecked my mom. Okay. Coming out. Had to have a hysterectomy okay. after me. She wasn't even supposed to be able to have me. Wow. So then uh, so then they adopted after that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Always wanted to have a big family. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, so moving past like the stuff that they were maybe listening to, do you remember like your first acquisition or purchase or listening to somebody else's copy of something that, yeah, I mean, so I was very, very young with like footloose and thriller. And I remember those two very specifically, like listening to them for like wearing them out, needing to go like dub them again. Nice. Um, uh, the first, I remember the first CDs that I bought because it was right when CDs came out. But before that, I had purchased. I know I had Green Day Dookie. Oh, wow. Cassette. Okay. Um, and I don't think my parents realized what it was or because like we weren't, you know, I watched rated the heart movies very late compared to most kids. Okay. Okay. Um, but I think that they were also kind of always cool with music. Okay. Which is cool. So nice. then. I do remember that was also one of my first CD purchases yeah. when I got that. Yeah. And this was also the time when like um, BMG oh, yeah, man. was around, oh, yeah. you know, and there's yeah. like the scam going around like your middle school. Of, yeah. Like there's the guy that's trying to sell it so he can get like a bunch of free CDs. And so <laughs> yeah. I did those a couple times and I would get 10 CDs or 11 or yep. however many at yep. the time. So my collection grew pretty quickly then with that. But um but yeah, it was like I think my first, my first album that I bought was probably Salt and Pepper. Hey, <laughs> and then it's a good record. Yeah, oh, I think I was gifted like the Sister Act soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and so you guys connect on match, and you have the music mm -hmm. commonalities, and so, and then to arrive uh, to, I mean the idea of parenthood mm -hmm. but do i remember correctly that it wasn't like this easiest <laughs> path for you i yeah it was it's uh, all kind of hazy yeah but i feel like that that was a thing it was definitely a thing it was four years of infertility Damn. um and it was tough it was really tough it, i equate it to the reverse um feeling of like grief 
because it just gets it continually gets harder and compounded more and you also don't know if it'll ever end you know because with grief it's yeah, going yeah you know you're getting better Jeez. better 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 i know there's like humps in it yeah but it's kind of the same like and so then we did uh we did lots of iui which is turkey baster method okay um, for lack of better terms, yeah, you yeah. can actually use a yeah. turkey baster. <laughs> I think my wife asked. Right. It's really expensive. Yeah. Uh, and the, and also we were um, I mean, unexplained. All, all the pieces along that road are yeah. come with a price, a price tag. Unless you have really good insurance or live in a country that's not the United States. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so um, lots of that. Um, and then uh, we did IVF. Okay. We got, uh, I think, like five eggs um which is not great but not terrible like you should um, have had more yeah or, like okay. there should be more um or five like that were like fertilized okay um completely unexplained infertility by the way too so like what that means like neither of us knows if it's oh each other oh i was gonna say like yeah so we don't know who it was um and so that like is also I, I think that's actually a better way to go through it because I could see like a lot of guilt on the person that like there's like oh if it's something I could change or something I did wrong in previous life like but no but so then um two failed uh IVF attempts which those are a lot more intense than IUI you know shots every day oh shit really fucks with the woman's body I can imagine like and so my While wife she's trying to grow a human inside yeah, of it I mean yeah. Jesus and then, uh, so the last one we did implanted two, which is the way a lot of people get twins. And we, uh, found out we were pregnant on Friday, the 13th, the first day of pandemic lockdown. In oh, wow. Kansas City. <laughs> Welcome to COVID. Wow. Yeah. So, so then one of them took and okay. Um, my, uh, my next door neighbors, um, they, they had a baby like three four years ago um and i didn't know uh until i guess it was news that they were pregnant with their second yeah but he put a post on instagram mm -hmm. saying that um like they did find and it was his stuff that wasn't yeah. working so they found a donor mm -hmm. and a batch of eggs from her and whatever and they're somewhere yeah um, so they have this baby and then, um, they have, uh, so he, he, he put, I didn't, so he put that as a post and I was oh, like, yeah. Oh shit, man, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. And, but it was kind of a two, uh, birds, one stone kind of post because he, you know, we're, we're expecting yeah. our second and it's, I mean, they will be, you know, hundred percent biological siblings. Oh wow. Because yeah. they did they a did batch. The yeah. The same. Yeah. And so, you know, a, a little bit of time went by, um, between me seeing that post and like catching him outside. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, that was, I didn't know that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, yeah, well it's, it's, uh, it's kind of, kind of messed up now because with Roe v. Wade overturned, we don't know what they're going to say about right. those uh, eggs that are still yep. sitting there. Like are those lives and are they going to be yep. forced to be cast yeah. out? And I was like, Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. It's, it, it's fucked up. Honestly, like it's, uh, there's some States like I think like uh, Arkansas is one where it's like, yeah, that's like you have to like, travel outside of state to do IVF now. To create, yeah. to attempt to create. We're not talking about attempting to end no. a life. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Because like, technically we had, I mean, if, 
if you go by that definition, we had five, right, when we first got them. And you have to, like, so then you have to, like, either, like, use them. I, I don't know exactly what it is or how it'll translate, but it's one of the many things that people don't necessarily, like, think about when they're yeah just spouting off the bullshit about the decision, you know? So much bullshit yeah, spouting. It's, Take your pick. Yeah. There's a lane for everybody. Yeah. Uh, so will this be... Is it a closed chapter for you guys? Or I think it- so. I mean, we're not like, we're not going to do IVF again. Okay. So if it happens naturally. Okay. Cool. Okay. If not, cool. Yeah. Um, man, I mean, it's really funny that you mentioned that about um, the perspective pre-parenthood. Oh, yeah. Um, just. Yeah, two, completely two, different. Two things yeah. come to mind, like when somebody that is not a parent chooses uh, unprovoked often to share how busy they are. (laughs) Really? Thanks. (laughs) Uh, There's that. And then there's the, uh, I I feel believe in your heart that your dog Mm -hmm. is, is the same. It's like apples and apples parenting a dog versus parenting a human. I'm just (laughs) like, okay. I mean, yeah, but yeah, it's, um, it's really uh, weird, like how, I mean, I'm still discovering things that I was unaware of. Mm-hmm. Like um, right now there's a, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there, I think there's kind of always been a lot of uh, girls on TikTok that are like doing their thing, saying that they're interested in older men, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not these things, then keep on going. Yeah. Um, but the one I've been seeing very recently is uh, how come uh, guy what happened to guys pursuing? Oh like yeah, guys do, apparently guys don't, don't pursue. pursue anymore. Yeah, and I see something like that, and I'm like, I can't get in the comments fast enough just to see what people are saying. Yeah, there's so many fucking people in there that are like completely not worth uh, the hurt or or a rejection or whatever. And and at the end of the day. Like I really enjoy my life with my kids yeah. and I, I will, that's a big slice of my pie. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, doing something that I love and enjoy is also a pretty big slice. Yeah. And then I, I don't have a whole lot more room. Right. You know? Yeah. So if it's amazing, yeah, absolutely. Sure. But if it comes with bullshit yeah. and drama and like, yeah. no time. Yeah. Like time I, I'll just, the me and the kid. Yeah. Really. Um, <clears throat> But um, your um, your records uh, fascinating uh, to me. Okay. Uh, so first we have Paul's boutique. Yep. Um, which um, has come up twice. Okay. The first time uh, somebody brought just a huge bag full of records yeah. just to hold them up. Okay. And that was one of them. So we really, I mean, got like for me it was an opportunity to. Uh, more i have it on cassette yeah. to, to freshly just geek out about how beautiful the cover art oh yeah the is. panoramic yes picture. yes yeah. um so but that it was really just you know we, we talked very little about it but um then somebody picked it um and it was kind of weird like i'm scheduling all this stuff and nobody's picking that album and then all of a sudden right. boom boom boom, boom <laughs> like, i was like oh, all right but uh so the so the, the gal that picked that as part of her list um 
two things stood out. She said, um, uh, it's the million dollar record that yeah. could never be made ever again never because again. of all the sampling. Yeah. Um, and the second thing she said, and it, it wasn't like a, a bullet point of the conversation just kind of went this direction, but she, uh, said that she considered the BC boys back then to be pretty misogynistic. Oh yeah. I can and, see that. And I was like, really? And so while I was getting ready for this, I was like kind of fixated on that line. Right. And oops. I'm a word nerd, so I love going to uh I mean zero shame if I don't know what a word means. Right. So I'm gonna look it up yeah. or I'm gonna ask you to tell me. But I was just curious to visit the uh definition of, of misogyn- misogynistic. Yeah. Um and so there's was she referring to Paul's boutique or like, I think the, the pre- bubble like of, the... uh, uh, license to ill and Paul's boutique. Okay. Like kind of in that little, yeah, I don't, we didn't spend, we didn't dwell on it right. at all, but, um, I think maybe she was setting those two aside versus like check your head and sure. stuff that came later. Yeah. But, just them so there's them. two definitions okay. reflecting or existing hatred, dislike, or mistrust of women, okay. which is basically the definition that I've had for mm-hmm. that word in my mind since I learned what the word was. Right. The second definition I feel like maybe is recently <laughs> added. Um, and I'm not like, it's not funny, yeah. but it's not, the, it's not the same definition. Sure. Yeah. Reflecting or exhibiting ingrained and institutionalized prejudice against women. Semicolon sexist. That sounds fair. I, but <laughs> but it it's not hatred. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, like I've yeah. I've always, you know, uh if I've heard that word or, or read it or whatever, I think of a person that like has hate in their heart sure. for like just all females which right, is yeah. super weird yeah um and then of course the other like that exists that's a very real thing yeah but there's not hatred you're, right you're just not being fair yeah and whatever the work wh- wherever it is it's just not equal right so anyway um i was i was st- stuck on that thought like what the beastie boys right like, like everybody loves the beastie boys including girls yeah um so that's how I wound up. And I was like, okay, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if- I can see that. Like they, I mean, I think for license, the license to ill tour, they had a giant penis on stage. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it, the, if you, if you read about it, the reason they had it was because they were just kind of like, almost like poking the bear just like seeing what they could put on stage and so sure. they're like what's the most obnoxious thing we can sure. put on stage is a giant dick <laughs> and right. so like yeah i don't know that the i mean i could see definitely showing up and being like okay this is like misogynistic right. or at the very least like objective if i showed up to that show and that was there in i out externally i'd probably yeah. be like haha yeah inside i'm like when are they going to take that down right because i don't want to look at that yeah. for the whole concert yeah and i think it was just like a giant inflatable right like, right yeah, I, I would say that also, like, you know, they were under probably a lot of pressure initially at, with License to Ill to become socially popular. Right. And I think that that was probably a big push in that. And they were known as, like, the party kids yeah. and stuff. You know, like, they almost remind me of, like, Kelsey. Yeah. In a lot of 100%. aspects. But, uh, 
but then so they were actually like kind of like banished out to self-banished like out to california to do paul's boutique which i thought was really like, really well they had a uh rick rubin yep. right did license yep. and then they uh everybody was like the one hit wonder right. that was what it was and, yeah and, and then, i think he had quite a bit more influence on that album at the time than they did even licensed the, to Ill? yeah licensed to Ill. okay which he's an amazing producer yeah like incredible and i think at the time he just kind of like made the it was almost like a, making like a boys band you yeah know, licensed to ill is pro i still listen to it it's probably my least favorite bc boys okay record, and okay. i'm a huge bc boys okay fan. good um so uh my favorite quote that i the first time uh, there's a chuck d yeah quote Have oh you, yeah you know this yeah i well, i know about like generally the context of so, it. so the dirty secret uh among the black hip-hop community at the time of its release was that this record had the best beats the best beats yeah and i'm just like yeah i mean it would be years before i would assume anybody would know that but huge compliment oh I yeah mean, 89 public enemy is still like very much in the forefront of that yeah lane of music um and a lot of that credit really i mean most of the credit really goes to the dust brothers who did it the Dust Brothers did the beats for Paul's Boutique. Do they, are they, do they get production credits? Yeah, um, I think okay. so. Okay. Yeah, it was always pretty, I think like even when the BC Boys showed up, a lot of the beats um, were already like almost done. Really? Yeah. Okay. So did you know License to Ill first and then Paul's Boutique second or? I mean, I wasn't old enough for it to be like, it was out when I first started like okay. really getting into Paul's music. Boutique was? Yeah, both of them. Both, yeah. right, so, right. So I think I, my friends and I in high school got Paul's Boutique, and it just like changed my life. Nice, basically. nice. I mean, we live in Manhattan, Kansas. There's no no real internet at the time. I right. mean, like to get on the internet, you have to kick your entire family off their phone, <laughs> you know, and do the like, yeah. Right, right, thing, right. You know? So like there's not like a lot of like – outlets in manhattan kansas i mean it's a college town but they're sure. still like you know we didn't have the bands coming through like lawrence did right. so you had to kind of find it on yeah. your own and so finding those things and then kind of like discovering hip-hop through that was really really important for me and then also just like the sampling yeah and that's like i i was debating in my head like what album to pick you know and that one I was just like, this is just hands down the most influential album of my it's, life. It's you know? I I mean, uh, I was, I didn't like I was aware when License came out, yeah, uh, and had it, still have it, uh, but I, I Paul's passed me by. Yeah, I totally he did with a lot of people. Well, and then when I finally like dug into, it, I was like, there's fucking like Eagles. Oh yeah, Samp like those shoes that, yeah. and then I mean. There's tons, yeah. right? But a lot of them are recognizable. Oh to, yeah, the to Beatles. Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, what are the studio discography for them is like what eight, nine, ten, somewhere in there? Oh gosh, I mean they have so many like EPs mm -hmm. and like remixes and but stuff. But just like now, regular yeah. full length. Yeah, check your head after that. Ill communication. Mm -hmm. Hello, nasty. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a the in sound from way yes. out, which is the, love that it's amazing, and that was some time in between there, and then uh, oh, there's the when they got a little bit older, there was like the last like New York 
one release, and I think there was a couple other okay. um, instrumentals. I think released. so. I think so. Um, but you're relatively familiar with the bulk of their studio For most stuff. Of it, yeah. So if I mean, if license is the bottom, like, yeah. can you can you rank oh, the yeah. ones you know well enough? Or? Yeah, I think so. Paul's boutique is one. Um, Ill communication and check your head are probably tied for two. Okay, that's a bullshit excuse. Oh, I I think I but would say the same thing, man. They've uh, and then the newer stuff sure. is fine. Um, you know, and then you know when MCA passed away, like I think they just basically were done, but also stopped then. So. Right. But yeah, I think ill or uh, sorry, license to ill has its places but it's more of like a party yeah kind of for sure uh there's an there's a a buddy of mine what did he do episode six he picked license still Mm -hmm. um and I, i i revisited getting ready for his uh and i was like there's something about this record that is like admirable mm-hmm. on a really really high level yeah but i'm probably not gonna right. revisit it right. i mean i'm not gonna avoid it right but um and and really um i'm i'm consuming music and in, indirectly one of two ways uh a shuffle mm-hmm. a spotify playlist on shuffle for here mm-hmm. and then in my car just apple music mm-hmm. everything what also shuffle yeah you know, so I, I skip. It's like, eh, I don't feel like that. What right. a lot. Um, it, tracks, most of the tracks from License would have to find me in like the perfect mood right. to be yeah. like, you it's know. Not like an, it's not like a cohesive album. Right, right. I'm very much a person that has like, I listen to the album from front to back. Yeah. That's most of them. With your, like, but like the exception is typically hip hop. Yeah. Because there'll be one or two that I'm just like, enamored with and just wear out you know <laughs> or there's only one or two good ones on the right, album right yeah um but that's i mean that's another like feather in paul's boutique's cap because it's just you listen to the whole thing i mean i would stop a lot of times in the 15 minute song at the end <laughs> Bouya Basse or <laughs> yeah how... b-boy yeah i don't when i i was like i don't remember that at all yeah. and the the gal was like i think most people most skipped people it. skip it yeah it's like oh yeah yeah i, I think guess they, that well been... they probably saw 15 minutes yeah like, yeah it's a great song though I for mean, sure it's just like a bunch of really small songs yeah in it, which is um awesome. but i mean like it's really wild to me that licensed and paul's you know are kind of like the the foundation right, right for the and then um, uh, ill communication. Check your head. Were at least in my mind, they were huge yeah. records with just bangers. Yeah, and it's like okay, they've like risen. Uh, what, however you want to say it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all big and full of money and videos yep. now, but it's still like super dope. Oh yeah, and I just think that that's. It seems to me that that's some something of a rarity sure. for artists to kind of just, you know, keep keep the mojo. And, yeah, uh, I don't know. Well, and Spike Jones for me was a huge, like I got into film because I wanted to do music videos. Okay, um, and so Spike Jones was like my favorite director. 
Um, I'm so, so not familiar with that world. So Spike Jones is like he did like a lot of the BC Boys music videos. Okay, but okay. also he is involved in like Jackass. Oh, okay. Like, he's in nice. Jackass. Like he he produces Jackass. Wow. Um, Have you seen the new one? Yeah. And hilarious. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, as but his role is always directorial. Yeah, but he okay. well he acts too. Okay, so I um so they all, the BC Boys also have this fictional character called Nathaniel Hornblower. What? Yeah, that sounds v- very very vaguely familiar. Yeah, and it would be like a Swedish guy. Okay, but uh, so um I might be wrong on this, but I'm fairly certain that like multiple people dressed up as Nathaniel Horn- Hornblower. I mean, he has credits on like Paul's Boutique. Okay. Um, and the little amount of research I did before coming, <laughs> I like just looked at the credits sure, and I was sure. like, oh, Nathaniel Hornblower. Yeah, funny. But I'm pretty sure Spike Jones like has accepted MTV movie award, music video awards way back in the day as Nathaniel Hornblower. Okay. He's listed as a photographer. So I think at that time it was MCA or something, but it's just, I don't know the relationship. They, they always had really, really awesome music videos. And I think that was something also that, you know, brought me to them because I was a teenager when MTV was cool. Yeah. Uh, and the Beastie Boys were, were pretty big, but still, you know, like an indie yeah. hip hop yeah. group. I, I mean, I know they had, um, so I graduated 93 and okay. then I was, I, I went to Pittsburgh state for a year. So I was kind of in a different, and then I'm out in Colorado kind kind of really, not off the grid, but yeah. very much. So I'm a lot of stuff just, you know, oh, yeah. f- um, but I mean, there was a cup, one or two videos that were like huge. I mean, yeah. the biggest one is, uh, is it sabotage? Yeah. With the, and Spike Jones did that. Okay. And that's, yeah. I mean, it feels like a movie, yeah. right? And there's a plot and oh, characters yeah. and all kinds yeah, of stuff. Up and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, again, uh, licensed through, um, for me at least in sound from way out. I mean, just, kind of i know it's cliche but just pioneers in so many different oh, yeah. ways like um and real musicians too yeah yeah and hello Na- like uh for whatever i mean hello nasty is, I, I don't think there's a track on it you skip no, it's necessarily really but uh i'll stir fry you in my walk like <laughs> i was like holy shit yeah. man like and i feel like i feel like it had an impact you know, on a lot of artists like oh, that, yeah. like, Oh, that's a whole, we don't have to do the whole, you know, yeah. I'm such and such like, you know, it's a different way to, to get two lines in there that really deliver. Yeah. I don't know. They'd always just impress oh, yeah. such a high level. I saw that. So like, I think I got, I got into them and I think the last record that they had released is ill communication. And then the first one that I was like a real, real fan when they released is hella nasty. Nice. And so then I got, uh, I talked my mom into driving me and my buddy out to Chicago to see, uh, them play with a uh, tribe called quest oh, in the round. No way. Yeah. No way. It was awesome. And you went, we oh went. My God. it was fantastic. Wow. Yeah. It uh, was great. What year would that have been? Uh, it would have been 98 or 99. Okay. Or 2000. One of those. 99 or 2000. So that would have been 
is I always forget is the love movement. Is that a tribe or is that a Q-tip? That's a tribe. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that would have been right around the white one was the yeah. last one released. Yeah, is that the love movement. Yeah, yeah. It was right yeah. then, and like '98, 2000. Yeah. Same. I was, at that point, I was a huge tribe fan. So like them playing together, and I didn't, you know, obviously both groups don't have their full members anymore. Right. So right. that was, and that was also Mixed Master Mike coming in, and like they never really had like a great like dj as a member of the band before him right and then i feel like he came in and was just like um insane and then did he do did he do some of his own shit too yeah okay yeah he had his own albums but he just wanted to be their dj he would like call them and like leave them like voicemails voicemails of him like scratching that like that's the uh the beginning of mixmaster mike on Hello Nasty is like one of the recordings I think from him. Nice. And he was just, he would just leave this, these voice. That's awesome. Uh, and then, so Hello Nasty is, or is not the sardine cover. It is. is. And it's like yellowish, like really a nice piece of art. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then how somehow I, I, I might be wrong on this, but somehow money Mark yeah, Money Mark was, I uh, think, a producer or like an engineer or something. But he's also a musician. Okay. Who he like he opened for that band. Oh, I wasn't super into okay. it. Okay, kind of well, sounds like like their instrumentals, but like worse. Yeah, I mean, push the button yeah. is really the only thing that I. Yeah. I remember when that came out, I was like, "That's really cool." Yeah. Where's the rest of it? Right. And I still don't know yeah i'm not 100 percent sure what his involvement was along the way but but part of the family tree you could always hear his name in the lyrics so you thought he was cool yeah (laughs) cool enough yeah i mean shit (laughs) can you imagine having your name in a bc boys tune yeah uh should we take a quick break and then okay uh how'd you guys land on charlie oh that's funny we uh we had a list of names and we um we didn't decide, and she was Olivia for a while. Alive? Outside like, the alive, yeah. Okay. And, like, the, I remember the nurse was, like, trying to help my wife, and she was like, just tell me the name. Think of it right now. And my wife was like, fuck you. Fuck off. I'm pushing in a mask. Like, don't. Right then she yeah, said that? This, this, like, nurse came in. We loved all of our nurses, but this one came in, like, out of the blue, like, right when she was delivering. You know, they bring a bunch more people. Where in. was this? It was at Advent. Where is that? It's uh, over in Shawnee Mission. Okay. Super close to us. But so, yeah, she was like, she was trying to get my wife to like name her on the spot. And yeah. my wife was like, fuck off. We, we want to wait and see what she looks like and see her personality. And then that's how we decided on. So it was so on the it, list. It was on the list. Yeah. It was like two or three. I think. Okay. But um, I did. Uh... Uh, high school newspaper as a writer and yeah. then wrote for a little bit for my newspaper in college, but then I was an editor mm-hmm. and somewhere in the folds of those three years, uh, this just striking female just kind of appeared and she was like gorgeous and like just unique looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like kind of just rode that wave of, I know that I'm really gorgeous and everybody's a trap, but I'm also humble. Yeah. Like I'm not an annoying and she was a very good writer and everybody was just enamored with her. Mm -hmm. And then she just 
vanished. And it's <laughs> the only female Charlie I've ever known. Really? Well, yeah. now it's like the number one uh, no, female name. Really? Yeah. Okay. So she's not going to be alone. There's one in her can or her uh, daycare class. And is she, is it I E or E Y? Yeah. Okay. Her real name is Charlotte on the birth certificate. But okay. That's in case like she gets in trouble. <laughs> right. Um. But I mean, uh, did, she's a Charlie. Did you? I mean, you didn't. Did you? You left the hospital with her on as no, Olivia. She, we named, no, no, okay. no, we named okay. her in the hospital the second day. Okay, yeah, gotcha. She watched the Chiefs game. She watched the Chiefs win. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, okay, so um, I'm. Uh, this is gonna be not good. Um, okay. but so eighty nine for Paul's boutique. Yeah, and then um, I only first heard of car seat headrest um but college but the dude that was the editor-in-chief of the newspaper he was like uh need to find i want to come out we you know hang out and so he's looking at shows yeah you know i want to come bring my kids yeah um and he they ended up we ended up all go he came for a week we did episode one um and we all went to um casey musgraves mm-hmm. um but I think the week before car seat headrest was here. Okay. And he was like, fuck, I've been meaning to see. I was like, I've never even heard of those guys. And I sort of put a pin in it, like check them out, Mm -hmm. but never did. Yeah. So, um, this is wild to me. Uh, twin fantasies, uh, 2011. Yeah. Um, but then re-released in 2018. Yeah. With uh, mirror to mirror as a parenthetical, mm-hmm. um, and it, it, I was basically I listened to the the eleven version and, and made some notes, yeah, and then listened to the eighteen version, yeah, uh, thinking that they would be just really, really similar, right. and I don't think they are no. at all, no. like at yeah. all. I didn't know. Like, I mean, here's a band that I don't. The BC Boys, I feel like I can hold my own at least yeah. talking about. Carsey Headrest is a band I don't know anything about, really. Okay, I didn't. I didn't like either. Listening to their music, sure. And I that was this was the first album that I had heard, and then I found out like you did that there was a a pre recording of it. I was like, this is not good. Wait, so you <laughs> what? So you listened to the eighteen version first? Yeah. Okay, so I, I mean, Let me check. Yeah. Like, are they just like? See. Track listing is identical. Okay. Uh, uh, song lengths vary pretty widely, and yeah. I think that the actual, I mean, here's where I landed with it, um, is that uh, you can write a song two different ways, and it's, it's not what we're used to. Like, here's yeah. the studio version, here's the live version, yeah. here's the version with, uh, you know, before we took the cuts out, yeah, uh, whatever you call that, that's the first one. And uh, but but nope, this I'm gonna write. It's gonna be track two, yep. uh, and but they're just completely different songs, yeah. which is I mean, you know, brain exploding yeah. emoji. Um, but uh, twelve Bandcamp releases, mm-hmm. which uh, I mean, the notion of Bandcamp is still pretty fresh to me. Right. But I mean, it it appears to be. Um, to me, it appears to be like where an artist should go or wants to go if you're if you're putting out stuff on your own, right? Um, and 
it, it gives the artist more royalties than other platforms yeah. and you would think that would be enough to really like make it gigantic, but it doesn't feel like it is. Right, it's hard to like listen to on your phone. Well, I feel, I, okay, you know. <laughs> um, but I mean, I feel like it, it because of that reason alone, it would be more of a household name than it is. Right. I don't yeah. know. Um, so this dude is uh, what's his name? Will Toledo? Yeah. See, I don't even know. Well, I mean. <laughs> Uh, so I know he's gotten COVID a lot. He has, okay, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they've had to cancel a lot of shows. Okay, it's actually, like he's like got he had like a reoccurring like really, it like really like fucked with them. Wow. So they've had to like cancel. I think it was the lead singer or somebody in the sure, band. sure, That's how sure. Bad. Well, okay, so uh, th- this I, I think mm-hmm. uh, originated as a, a relationship record. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it was, it really just him. Yeah. Like it's all his okay. shit, which, um, makes me think of the war on drugs. Do you listen okay. to them yeah. at all? Just saw them at grinders. I was there too. Yeah, it was um, great. it was really good. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, a little disappointed to learn that, uh, cause there was some crowd in like he was like taking requests. Yeah. There's some crowd interaction stuff. And I was like, this is really cool. They're making every show unique. And then mm-hmm. I looked the next day at the set list. Same and thing. It's, yeah. For just <laughs> yeah. city after city they after city. It didn't really strike me as a band that would change it much just because there were so many of them. And right. But I mean, the so roots of that thing is right. like Adam Grandesil and it's his shit. Yeah. But then he brings in other, other dudes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So... Um, Making a door less open uh, was the one that has come out since yes. the 18th. Do you have that? Are yeah. you? Is it good stuff? Or? I like it. Okay. It's, they had two albums right in a row that were just fantastic for me. Really? It, like I like Twin Fantasy and what's the one right after? See, this is how bad of a fan. That's okay, I'm man. <laughs> it was... Uh, so it was Twin Fan. Oh, it was the one right before that, Teens of Denial. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I think I actually debated between both of these records because both of these records, actually, Teens of Denial and Twin Fantasy, like, they are heavy, heavy on my rotation. Well, I mean. Just super. And I'll listen to the entire thing or both of them. Okay. Back to back. Because they just feel. The new one does. The new one feels different. Like they're doing, you know, and I still got into it. I got into a couple songs, but like the old ones just like feel like just pure rock. Okay. Interesting. Um, I mean, really fascinating, like it, for the, the purpose of, you know, looking at bullet points of, you know, sort of your musical journey. I mean, you 89 to 18. Yeah. Is I mean there's a lot of a lot life of, in there. Yeah. Um so um it's refreshing to know I mean I know that there are people out there that are pursuing or accepting new stuff that they haven't listened to, mm-hmm. you know, into their lives, but there's also yeah. a lot of people that aren't. Stop. Yeah. They're just like I mean I was uh I was in a really dangerous spot of just becoming classic rock guy for the rest of my life and i see people that are are that now or whatever the genre and it's just Mm -hmm. like dude like 
anyway, my um, job forces me to stay up on music because, oh, yeah. I, because we have to use music and yeah. videos, you know? And so that's very much. And then I also have a lot of friends that are in bands and stuff. And so that helped me, but also like, so I work with, I mean, I'm a elder at the place I work at 41. Okay. You know, I bet. so I had a couple, like they're not on my team anymore, but there was like two girls on my team that loved like, great music and i was like it is your job part of your job to send me albums and they would nice and we still do okay like, even though we don't work together right. anymore like uh, we just have a text thread so where we send each other albums are you i mean you must be in a situation where you're dealing with copyright stuff oh yeah that's a huge part of what i do okay which, like, another going back to the bc boys <laughs> right um so uh i mean can you give me bullet points or, oh, or copyright you, yeah, stuff? Like yeah. Stuff that comes across your desk or, or yeah, you, for you... sure. I mean, songs are insanely expensive, especially if you're wanting to use them to sell stuff. Right. So, uh, some artists just don't even do it. Um, you can't really, I live in a world where a SAG agency, so we're screen actors guild. Yeah. That's kind of boring, but, what that means is like it's the most expensive of the most expensive. So if we want to put something in a commercial, like a Rolling Stones song, I mean, you're talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, regardless one, of the length yeah. of the clip. So there's the there is the um, there's two parts of a song: whoever wrote it and whoever performed it. Okay. So those things sometimes are separate. So like if somebody wrote a song and they own the rights to that, that makes it harder to copy to get the rights to use the song. Because if you want to get the, you have to get the performer and the writer. So this is why a lot of people now, like the smart ones will write their own stuff. Then you're dealing with one entity. Okay. So that's a huge, huge part of it. Um, we deal honestly, like mostly in stock music, which stock music is bad. There's some Same good more. stock music, but like, it's just there are people out there, um, a lot of artists now that their entire way of making money is selling stuff that sounds like other stuff or just stock music that is just, they call it needle drop. And so you can buy something for 50 bucks on a website and use it or get a subscription, you know, to use it. And that's completely different than a well-known track. Like people write commercials and, uh, and have like a famous song in there and you just have to tell them no unless they have half a million dollars budget. But on the flip side, if you're trying to do like films and stuff, you can sometimes like, so we did a film in college. It was like definitely one of the cooler films I've ever done in my life, even though it was in college. There's this documentary and my buddy that we were doing it with, he um, got a hold of Jack White somehow okay jack white watched our documentary and said i love our music in it go for it you can use it for film festivals like we had i was trying to find it i don't have any idea where it is but we had a contract with the white stripes to use their music in our short film because we weren't you know we were college kids we weren't going to make any money and right. we just liked it 
And my so, buddy just got a hold of him. I mean, is there a form where, uh, like, yeah, it's a release, just okay. like a just like a photo sure. release, right? Okay, okay. So a contract. We also he also got somehow got a T Rex song <laughs> for it, "Bang a Gong," yeah. which is in it, dude. And uh, like, there's um, uh, the, the Spotify playlist that I listen to via Shuffle has a T Rex record on. Yeah. So freaking good. Yeah. Great. And I had I'm, no idea who they were. And my I buddy's mean, like, yeah. oh, we got a T-Rex song yeah. for this. I was like, cool. And, you know, I didn't know half of what I know about music licensing now, but music licensing is like a pain in the ass. Sure. So, are I mean, are you ever, are you always just going to that subscription or stock music well, or do you have situations where you've got to reach out? Yeah, it comes all over. So... Um, for commercials, it's mostly stock, but I also know like um, some local musicians and stuff. Some lo- do you are you familiar with the Republic Tigers? The I've band? heard I've heard of them. Yeah, so they're a local KC band. One of their guys is in this music house called uh, Post House um, Primary Color. Is their like bigger name? But like they uh, they will write stuff for spots, and they're okay. really, really fucking good. Okay. So there's that, and that's if you have a little bit more money. Like, let's say, like, you jump up to, like, let's say we have ten grand or something. We can pay a musician to make a piece. You know, or you might be able to, but, like, that's sort of, like, that. But then also, it's, like, I consistently tell people, like, make friends with people that are in bands, because you never know. You know, I have a couple of friends that are in bands that, like, if I called them and we really wanted to use something and it was the right thing, like, I could probably talk them into doing it okay. for the right price. Um, so, in, I mean, if you've got a, if you're in a project where you've got to reach out for permission, I mean, are you just going to the agent or like? So, we actually have a person that, like, specializes in that at our agency. Big enough agencies do, and they will know how to call up and, get a hold of the people that hold the rights to. So that person handles that and then they yep. deliver it to you and yeah, whatever. They negotiate the contracts and stuff. And okay. it's, it's, it's a big business. Um, I mean, that's, I think the advertisement is the way that most bands are finding that they're really making money. You know, it's big chunks. Okay. Like, like I mean, a commercial with their yeah. stuff in it. I mean, you'll hear run the jewels and stuff, you know? Yeah. And that's a band yeah. that like, you don't really necessarily like see as like selling out. Right. But like there's a song in a Cadillac commercial. Sure. I don't even, I don't think they were on it. I think it was just DJ shadow, but like it was okay. their song. All right. Time out right yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, because last episode we did, uh, he picked, um, self-titled, self-titled rage okay. out, and then run the jewels Four. Yeah. uh, yeah. and run I run the jewels was up there for me too. I mean, Brand new discovery for me. I mean, yeah. I've known of Killer Mike. Mm-hmm. I only knew of somebody else. The the GM of Updown had an LP record. Oh, of Killer Mike. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, of, LP. Oh, LP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've, um, I've, uh, yeah the LP records are great. Um, so. Um, I was thinking EP. <laughs> the, right. <laughs> right. No, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> um, um, Run yeah. the jewels. I lost my train of thought. Killer Mike. Um, I ate conch fritters with Killer Mike if it happened. For, for real? <laughs> Where? I was on the one and only, first and only SS Coachella cruise. Okay. There was a cruise uh, concert and Killer Mike was there. Nice. And we just randomly, you know how they like drop you off in like the Bahamas for like three hours to do nothing. Right. Or, or to miss your boat. Back. Right. Yeah. If you. <laughs> and, and we were eating uh 
conch fritters next to killer mike and nice. some conch fritter shack um he's a big dude yeah um oh so that, so in 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 preparing for that episode where run the jewels four was in there i yeah. came across dj shadow stuff yeah. and i was like wait what yeah um because he um I, I did a radio show for like three years in college and it's free form, mm-hmm. uh, three hour block mm-hmm. o- only rule. I mean, you know, you had to follow the, all the FC, no, no fucking seven deadly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but the rule, the rule, one rule that they enforced all the time was that you have to feature 10 new tracks Oh wow, from, that's cool. from the new, yeah. you know, oh, okay. section, like everything okay. yeah. was, had colored tape yeah and there was a chart and you, yeah this is that genre this is that and this is new yeah new so new 10 new, you gotta find 10 new tracks um and i i really got into i mean kind of uh, as i was just um kind of getting into tribe and day law and some mm-hmm. of the hip-hop like i i really got into like acid jazz mm-hmm. and and dj stuff yeah. and um Shadow was the first one I came across. Yeah. Um, and I would buy, I started, I liked his stuff so much that mm-hmm. um, I started buying, anytime I would see it, like DJ Crush or DJ mm-hmm. whoever, and just, it was never quite yeah. quite as good. Yeah. Um, and so in, Introducing was the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was, uh, I think the Private Press came out before that, but he only released it on cassette. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was another one, but anyway, um, I kind of fell off of that. Um, and recently I came across, uh, an article where it was like his final collection is like 60 grand or 60,000 pieces, you know, and it's a a fucking room. Yeah. Like a major, like probably, you know, a ladder with Mm -hmm. some wheels and like a wine cellar. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I didn't. I didn't dig too deep, but uh, I didn't get the impression that that DJ Shadow and Run the Jewels were like always a thing. Right. Like he, maybe he just appeared, and I don't, yeah, I don't know it if was I'm just right. One song. Okay. I think. Okay. Yeah. 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 But they, they. I mean, they do a lot of collaborations. Yes. I probably should have picked them. I know more about them. Well, no, no, no. This is way more interesting um, because uh, I mean he. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know how to uh, qualify like how mind blowing it was to just introducing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. Um, I feel like he plays with different levels of production quality, mm-hmm. and then he's got some of those snippets in there. Yeah. Uh, do Do you know the record? Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. And, like beginning and end. End introducing. Yeah. Um, oh, I think I have heard that actually. There's There's snippets on there of like just converse. I mean, it fits. Yeah. But you know, in first listen, maybe second listen, you're like, what? Because yeah. there's like a little vignette where a guy's like going off about parking tickets. <laughs> parking tickets. Yeah. And, um. Um. Um, there's one track where it's like, um, it is happening again. And that, that repeats a few, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. Just <laughs> so much crazy shit in there. Yeah. Uh, it's really fascinating. That's dude. Awesome. I would love to like, you know, do a, do Dive. a project, yeah. you know? And like, um, but anyway, um, so 
that how's how's making a door less open or I'm sorry, making a door less open, different versions, mm-hmm. vinyl, uh, CD, streaming. Mm-hmm. So if you just stream it, it's not the same, the same record. Right, yeah. Like, so, sort of along what they did with Twin Fantasies right. and the two, it's like, yeah, kind of a, you can do that, yeah. you know. Oh, well, it's really smart, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and I, I suspect that, you know, uh, some of your some of your diehards are going to oh, want to yeah. have more all, than, all of them. yeah, all yeah. of them. Yeah, um, and I would like find the songs that I was like, I would find a couple of the songs that I was like super into and listen to the different versions. But I think for me also like that weird like mathematical scientific thing in your brain that tells you that you like something that you've heard before. I think that stuck with me in the original that I listened to first always was my favorite. Well, I mean, so it's like 12 tracks um i think mm-hmm. uh, and there's a like 678 or 789 cute thing hide mm-hmm. to death famous prophets yeah which it's there are good ways into the record yeah and i'm on the 11 version and it it wasn't until those that i was like i i kind of like this yeah the first stuff i was like i don't dislike it but it's right. certainly not for me yeah um and i i was like i can't put a finger on like what it is that's making me well then i came across uh will toledo uh trent he had he switched colleges Mm -hmm. because he was feeling uh supposedly um isolated and 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 anxious Mm -hmm. a lot and i think the college move was to maybe offset some of that and I was like, that's what it is. Yeah. I feel anxious yeah. listening to the first two thirds of this record. Yeah. And it makes like I I'm having temptations of wanting to skip, but it's like, no, I gotta stay <laughs> I gotta stay in this. Yeah. Um but there's also um uh this dude Mark Deming from All Music. The band this band has created uh moody and introspective lo fi pop tunes that are melodic but structurally ambitious at once. And I was like, Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah, like I need progression in that type of music. I mean, I've always listened to like kind of my music tastes go all over the place. And I know that's like a cliche thing to say, but like, you know, sometimes people actually mean it though when they say <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So like, I mean, there, obviously there's music I won't listen to, right. but like even a band like the Descendants, like, yeah, it's punk and it's hard, but there's still structure yeah, yeah. and progression and like to me like bodies is my favorite song for sure uh, it, and the progression in that is just like i mean and it's a long song yeah well like, i think a, it's like seven minutes or something i mean there's a well on the 11 version there's uh the second tra- birth, birth something birth it's like mm-hmm. four words and three of them are hyphenated that one's like nine or ten minutes. Yeah. And then there's a couple mid-length ones, and then I think at the end there's a, a longer one too. Yeah. And then you go to the 18 version, mm-hmm. and I I think that what was long is longer. Yeah. Uh, and what maybe wasn't long initially is a little, little I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for, for, have, listened to, have you listened to the, the live album? No. So there's a live album. That came out... It's, right before no it was right 
kind of right before the pandemic, I think. So I think it came out between 18 and uh, Making a Doorless Open. Yeah, it's, it's mostly those two albums that's okay. on it. And it's from all different shows. One of the, my coworkers that sends me the music said that you can hear her scream in the crowd in one of the tracks. What kind of scream? Just like a scream for joy. Okay, nice, nice. <laughs> like a, yay, wow. car seat headrest. Um. 4chan and Reddit helped develop this record into a quote-unquote online cult following. Really? And I I realized when I read that and wrote it down that uh, I remember seeing and hearing about 4chan and being yeah. like, what? And then it was gone. Yeah. Or, I was like, 4chan and Reddit seem pretty different. But What, I guess what is 4chan? Same. 4chan is like what like QAnon I thought got so. famous on. So 4chan is like, there's a amazing um hbo documentary where they like reveal the person who was cube essentially what i think it's called like into the storm okay but it uh i only bring that up because i feel also the same like i didn't have a good understanding of what 4chan was and i knew i knew people on it but there was like 4chan and 8chan and like all these other things and basically they're similar to Reddit, only Reddit has more rules. So they're post boards, for lack of a better term, that like 4chan was like, became like the one that you could post like scary shit on. And I, I feel like uh, it, it landed on my awareness sort of in the middle of um, whatever you want to call what happened to the world when the <laughs> previous president was elected? Cinnamon Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I saw uh, that. So. What? I said I stole I mean, so regardless, um, for me, what it looked like, uh, I, I, it was really just kind of eye-opening mm-hmm. um, because I could never and still haven't even come close to wrapping my head around the support. Right. Yeah. Um, and so then for me, it's, that's kind of the birthplace of this big division. Yeah. Right. And we'll so, watch this documentary. Okay. It will a hundred percent explain and kind of show it just pulls the veil off so much stupidity. It's incredible. I mean, it really does. But, but I felt like, um, when we first started seeing, um, I mean, I guess really a lot of this is tied to social media, but when yeah. we first started seeing, uh, okay, uh, Facebook and Twitter are going to put a thing on your post that mm-hmm. says they're, they're, this might not be right. legit documented fact. Yeah. Uh, you should keep that in mind before you consume the content. And then everybody's like, you yeah. know, up in arms right. about like, what what do we have besides truth and information right like, yeah. so then it was like oh, but okay we can go, we can go do that over here yeah well those are the unrestricted like misinformation sites right so like you could shoot like you could be on 4chan and be probably on like a subgroup that's like you know on music and it's probably pretty awesome or like it's basically you can pick the media that you want filtered to you okay and so, like, they're like that's, and then 4chan became famous for Q. Like, that's what. So, what is QAnon is just this. Uh, does it have to do with gender and hatred? And it's, I don't know if cult's the right word. 
but what do they they but believe like, in the sex trafficking uh, yeah I, I mean there's different levels of it yeah the clintons were self like sex trafficking through a pizza joint in dc yes. and uh and then donald trump is like the next like christ reborn and he's here to you know fix it and the liberal elites and it's 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 very you're, you're not making that up no, that's real no, i mean people... it's, i i'm trying to think of the other stuff that i remember because this stuff seems like uh almost timid compared to like how extreme some of the stuff was that was coming out of it and the stuff that people believed that were coming out of it and it was just basically like these like two like like weird dudes like in a you know in a weird room in like some foreign country that are like that has like non-extradition stuff i mean it's it's wild it's really so really wild are there or are there not parallels to QAnon and antifa oh god i don't even know i mean antifa is an entity that you know, during protests, they're they're like organizing looting and rioting. Yeah, and to, for what? I don't. Yeah, I don't. Th I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I know that they blamed Antifa, but I don't. I don't think there's really any connection. I think that they just blamed. It's just like, oh, something happened there, Antifa. Okay, so they're 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 polar opposite, like QAnon and Antifa. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if polar opposite because I think QAnon is like on. It's like over here okay. and like everything else. Reality is, is yeah, a, it's on a different very, block. Yeah, it's very, very far fetched from reality. It's wild. I mean, it's and like I've seen, I've seen family members get caught up in some of the stuff. You yeah, know? but that's like, you, know, you know the misinformation. Most of them have problems with Facebook and never make it to those to the level of like the 4chan and stuff 4chan doesn't even exist anymore i, didn't, I okay. like i looked it up in incognito mode after watching the <laughs> documentary just to see if, i was like i gotta see if it still exists yeah. some comic had a bit recently where uh they're like how are we i think it was in bill burr's uh mm -hmm. most recent special um where he's like, there's no way in which we come up with a solution for this problem because we're all afraid to Google it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just flagged yeah, forever. Exactly. Like, exactly. Um, but I kept, so I kept seeing this lo fi production mm -hmm. label uh, being put on Twin Fantasies. Yeah. And um, that, I don't think anybody puts that label on it, on, on anything, you know to imply that it's inferior right but it doesn't necessarily have the air of like propping it up yeah um but in this case i really really liked it because uh it was just him yeah like so he put out f one two three and four mm -hmm. uh the first four um car seat headrest records are just that one mm -hmm. two three four um and then a couple more self-released um, and you know, it gets this lo-fi production label put on right. because he doesn't have access to unlimited funds. Yeah. He's doing it all himself. And to me at the end of the day, that's just a dude doing, doing his thing. Yeah. Like, this is what I love. This is what I, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm going to yeah. self-release. Um, here's my ceiling for production quality and mm -hmm. here's my ceiling for, but 
at the end of the day, I'm making this thing. Yeah. And I mean, anyway, I just thought that was. Well, we, I mean, we, we use, I like this, we use this phrase a lot. Done is better than perfect a lot because like I, in my experience, just creating, you can create something and have it be good. And then you can just like fiddle fuck with it till like the day is done and it's not as good as when you started messing with it. Right. You know? And so I think that there's a lot of, and like I've done that with some of my projects in the past where like, I won't even let, if it's really close to me, like I won't let people see it until like I've got it. Like I love that where I want it. And then I probably am not going to change it. Right. Like I might change some of it if I really value the person's opinion, but like I, I might not. Yeah. I might um, not. That was, um, so we had, uh, ironically, um, an, um, uh, communications master having a legal advisor for the newspaper Mm -hmm. at in college. And so we put the paper to bed on Thursday, I guess it was Thursday. And so there was a pretty hard cut for, for her and she would literally come over and the whole thing would be on uh, like the like angled yep. desk, light board, mm-hmm. bat, you know. Yeah. And so, just making sure that we're not going to get sued for anything. Um, and it was uh, just really eye opening to like so many things I never thought of in a million oh, yeah. years that were like that that yeah. right there, you know. Um, I feel like that's my job. Right. <laughs> but um, we had another gal. Uh, she, she, she might have had the role first. Um, and she um, just so super, super sweet mm-hmm. and sharp. And um, we wound up having just the briefest one-on-one conversation when I was brand new to the school brand like one of my first writing assignments Mm -hmm. and uh she heard the topic and she's like what's the scoop there and i was like oh well they want to blah 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 um we're gonna we're gonna they're gonna buy me lunch and then we're gonna do our interview and she's like absolutely not no (laughs) and i was like what and she's like yeah and it was a it was a professor yeah um who I had a lot of classes with and mm-hmm. I very much loved and respected. Mm-hmm. And there was no way in a million years that he was ever going to have that kind of an agenda. Right. But it's like payola. <laughs> so when I told him, he was like, he was hurt. Yeah. And I was like, it's, it's news to me too, but yeah. I guess that's just the way. Um, but just so that they don't, this, this treat of a meal or whatever doesn't mm-hmm. push you to oh, write, yeah. you know, um, but I later in my own little silly independent writing things, uh, same kind of deal. Like, um, I'm really excited about this piece. Uh, maybe there, maybe I want tons of people to read it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I only want like four or five to read it. Yeah. But, and I, I like fighting the temptation to share portions of it before it's done. Yeah. And then ultimately I never do. And like you know, it, it, there are spots that are lot. They're a lot less liked than others. Oh yeah, uh, oh, and that would sure. have yeah. been told to me, and I would have felt compelled to go back and change it. And, stuff. and oh yeah, that, um, that same thing happens. In which video for sure. I mean, it was so this this 
took me about 14 months to get ready. And then when we did episode one, I still wasn't ready. Like yeah. I lost both cameras mm -hmm. early. Um, and it's the video footage that does exist is clunky yeah. and so many different things. But, um, I didn't share anything yeah. until like, I mean, I, this room existed, but the walls were just beadboard. Mm -hmm. So I paid somebody to do the room and then, uh, you know, painted and deck all the stuff and then got all the, all the gear. Mm -hmm. And I was like, now I got to figure out yeah. how to use it. Right. Um, and I just, I guess I was sort of taking a little bit of solace in the fact that, um, there's just everybody is like, I did a thing mm -hmm. or like right. you get 46 updates in route to the thing being a thing. Yeah. Like it's still just an idea. And, but they're just sharing everything, yeah, everything, every part of it. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I don't know. I just, mm -hmm. I'll feel a lot better if I can be like, you know, here's a little bit of text about the project and here's right. some pictures and yeah. here's what, and then, and then I'm not going to, I'm not going to share about yeah. it anymore. So because organic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it just, I, th I think you, there's, you can open yourself to a lot of vulnerability, mm -hmm. uh, that can influence how you move about the thing. And I don't want that, you know, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's definitely interesting because I've learned in doing it for a job and then also doing it for like passion creating that I have to be a little less attached to the one I do for a job. Like I'll pick like, I'll pick like one thing that I'm going to like die on a hill for yeah project yeah. and then but if it's a pa but that's why you also do like the passion stuff so that you can be like totally completely the the influence and right you know you want it to be good but yeah it's somewhat your baby yeah you know? absolutely like um so he also did the cover art mm -hmm. for this record which is really just sweet yeah. and cute and t yeah. it's is, are they birds what there are i don't know what they are whatever they're like two sticks it's definitely animals yeah, i love i have the a sticker of it nice i love, um, I love and, the little like drawing of and it and then uh the art the inside art uh, just an independent comic which i guess that person did a bunch of records mm -hmm. before this one just like that to me is just that's what it's all about yeah. right there like yeah just uh, you know, it's lo-fi production. I did the, you know, uh, cover art. My comic buddy did the, oh, yeah. like that, that makes it a, a real, real project oh, to yeah, me. For sure. Um, so then, so now I'm like onto the 18 version mm -hmm. and I had written, or at least had the thought to say, is there any difference or is it just sort of, you know, when you open a streaming service now and you look mm -hmm. at an, uh, an old album, it's a lot of times impossible to find the album in the for, in the format that it came out because right. everything's 20th anniversary yeah. with eight bonus tracks and yeah. so I always got to look and see what was the track listing yeah. when this thing came out and what was the actual year because the streaming service might give you yeah and if so I I was like gonna be like is there any difference between the two records and I was yeah. like I think there is a world of difference oh, yeah. between and the 18 version for me is 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 way more accessible mm -hmm. yeah. uh there's like a little bit of like beck and yeah. maybe some lcd sound system in yeah. there um and i i have not it's not this one's better and but for me for my tastes like yeah. the, the the 2018 version is 
Yeah. So, just so good. Polished. I actually weirdly like them more polished too. Okay. Which I think um, like the lo-fi thing is definitely like, that's like almost like a badge of honor for like a rock band almost. Right. Like, because like you see, you know, people that are huge trying to achieve that lo-fi, you know, sound. Yeah. Like that, you know, people like, I don't know, like Brian Jonestown Massacre. <laughs> like people Who is that? Have you heard of this band, Brian Jonestown Massacre? No. There's this guy, he's like released like a billion albums. No. Yeah. And, um, but it's just like the definition of lo fi. He just does everything himself. He's a psycho. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's like, I, I almost like the more polished stuff, but then it was weird because like the newest album, it feels almost too polished. Oh, interesting. So like, I think there's like a weird sort of like sweet spot. Okay. Yeah, that, of course. You know, well this one, the re-release version to me, um, uh, again, this back to this crazy concept of, uh, s- same record title, same track listing, but, Track one yeah. versus track one, entirely different. Mm-hmm. Track one, track two versus track two, entirely different. Uh, and, and the difference for me is 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 more emotional. Yeah. I think, um, and and maybe the emotional element uh, pulled me so that I'm not even really aware of right. this production level, level being right. high or low. Yeah. But really cool stuff. Um, so what so so you get the live album the one the newest one mm-hmm. these two versions what about the other stuff one two three four and anything else? i haven't listened to it much okay it's kind of just sat there in that you know it's funny that you're talking about like the re-release or the dates a lot of times when i'm discovering a band that's already been out for a while like i did with them like they, those albums had already been out like Sometimes it's harder to go back. Sometimes you want to go back and like listen from the very beginning, but then you don't know what order to go in. Yeah. I feel like that's way worse with like older groups. But like for me, it was like discovering just these two albums. Like I almost saw like these two albums as like, as like an artist by itself. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but like, when they released like the new one, I was like, Oh, that doesn't fit into that. Like where these two albums exist for my life. Meaning the two versions yeah. of twin fantasies. Yeah. Okay. Or, or in twin fantasies in, and um, Paul's boutique, uh, teens of denial. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Teens of denial. So teens of denial and twin fantasy. So those two that came out, uh, con- uh consecutively, right. Yes. Um, 20, so it's 20, 2016, 2018. So they Jeez. kind of live in a bubble. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's, the bubble inside the yeah. body of work, but it's its own. Yeah. And that bubble is really <laughs> what I'm into. Okay. Like, um, I'll just listen to those albums just on repeat. Yeah. I don't uh, even think I know the names of them because, or the names of the songs yeah. because, uh, I'll just play the entire thing through like bodies is probably the only one where I would like seek it out as a single. Mm hmm. Cause I, and I try to do this thing. I don't know if you do this with like your favorite bands when they're releasing a new album, they release a single. I try to listen to it like once or twice and then like be like, okay, that's it. I got to shelf it so that I don't ruin like the flow of an album. Um, I don't know that I've been in a relationship with a band that is, that's like that been a single releasing. 
oh really band um because i feel like most of them now yeah yeah do it, but like it it's i feel like it's starting to become more of a thing again sure sure um i mean the most recent one that comes to mind um was when uh fish put out a record called big boat mm-hmm. and it was like six i think 2016 and they really like it was what yeah. and they released a single um and it's called waiting all night and it's it's you know uh emotional kind of mm-hmm. kind of sad kind of introspective and th- there was there was a video uh that went with it and it was just kind of like this shot of nature kind of like some forest maybe you know a a ridge or some mountains behind it and then like as the song begins just this very very slow stream and it's it's like black and white Mm -hmm. and this very very slow stream of pink just kind of emerges and then kind of spills so i i mean i sat and watched that and listened to that a whole bunch of Mm -hmm. times because it had been i feel like it had been a minute since they had put something out yeah um and i was like really really grateful for that experience um but i didn't go too far to where i didn't want to listen right yeah yeah um but other than that i mean i'm i think i just i keep i'm sort of like an ostrich like i i find something and then i you know and then i when i by the time i take my head out like so much has happened musically in the world that now i'm behind again by years yeah um and what's weird recently, uh, as I am, you know, have some new sources of, of music I never would have come across otherwise coming to me, is that if I do find something that I really like, I become aware of the burnout. Yeah. It's like, you know, a little vo- voice being like, if you don't take it easy on yep. this, you're going to burn yourself out. Yep. And I'm like, that's so mature of me. And then I just do it <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah. And then I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think a lot of it too is like with so much access to so much music, like back in the day when like we're talking about like Paul's Boutique, it's like you've got to pick and choose your albums like very, like if you have a budget, like very thoughtfully. And then when you do, you like really like learn a lot about it. And I feel like that's like definitely, it's like clearly a case study in me knowing about car seat address versus like bc boys it's like you know music now to me is more of just like if i discover somebody i'm going to learn a little bit about them but like i don't have that physical thing a lot unless i buy the you know the actual vinyl and like it's a a stripped down version of the relationship with the album yeah it is and they're and they almost just serve a purpose where it's like those albums are like they serve a purpose for me versus like really like owning that as like part of like yeah. my brand right. or whatever. Yeah. You know? Like well, when I had this sort of, uh, I'll ask Josh, mm-hmm. you know, what's the difference. And then I'm glad that I checked out the yeah. 18. And so I, where I landed with it ultimately mm-hmm. was frustration yeah. because I was like, all right, now I really want to go, track one track Track one one. and do the whole but i gotta listen to this record by itself completely yeah and then this record and maybe a second pass for each to where i feel educated enough coming out of this right and then like just like because like i felt like i was 
doing that like organically just like what confusion yeah not like yeah looking into it like anything other than trying to find music to listen to right so where i you know the frustration piece is because i feel like uh it, it, just for example if i went a direction with this where i wanted to like write a piece mm -hmm. about it that obviously very few people would read yeah. like no who gives a shit what i think yeah. but uh, i i could probably i i would suspect you know it would be very easy to hammer out 5000 words oh, really? about yeah. Yeah. yeah and then then it's like in the slice of my life that is music yeah. consumption I, I don't know if I can, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like it's a, it's a big ask to yeah. do. And so the easiest thing is to be like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Another day. And I'll get <laughs> yeah. to, um, so two really fascinating records. And, uh, I was really fascinated, uh, that you kept it to two. Okay. Was that intentional or well, I don't, did I, I don't know how many I had, how many do you the, get? You, well, <laughs> it, that's, that, that's been, you know, when yeah. I started, it was like you get one, and yeah. then it was like uh, the first dude was like uh, he gave me three, mm -hmm. and then I forgot that he that I had asked, and yeah. he didn't, and then he gave me two others. So then it was just kind of like it's just gonna have to be whatever. Right. I mean, somebody gave me twenty, somebody gave me it's, yeah. So, but I'm pretty sure you only sent back two. two. Yeah. Well, and one I think was easy. I think Val maybe gave me four. Four. Okay. One was really easy for me because, like, that one just stands alone in terms of, like, its influence on me. I mean, it influenced me as a editor, sure, as a creative, everything. And then I think I just picked one that I was like, I, this has just been on super, super heavy rotation since I discovered it. Okay. And I love everything about cool. this music. Uh, I mean, and it's, 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 I don't know exactly what the message was, but it was it was profound. Like mm -hmm. two, two, <laughs> not not one, not five. Because I probably wanted ten. Well, I know? mean, you can have you back for another one if <laughs> yeah. you feel like it. Um. So, but what were were there? You know, just off the top, yeah. a couple of other couple of couple other that ones. were huge. Yeah. Um. Lately, I won't say just specific album, but Run the Jewels. Okay huge did because... you did you watch ozark yeah okay oh and yeah finished it yeah uh so yeah. like uh, they've had songs in ozark for a while they've they have a couple yeah a couple uh, well because he's in it well right right but, like they've had they've ended the season a couple times with okay Jules, well and it's just been like so somebody somebody picked uh it was written yeah a nas record and mm -hmm. so i that i zero nas knowledge yeah prior to that mm -hmm. that that was cool and and any time it came up mm -hmm. talking, they were like over Illmatic, and I was like, yeah. I don't know, dude. Like yeah. I don't even know who That's Nas. Surprising. Yeah. So uh, and then a couple people have been like, he mm -hmm. was right. Really, it is a better record. I'm yeah. Like, oh. So then somebody picked Illmatic, mm -hmm. and, and then all of a sudden, New York State of Mind. Mm -hmm. the, I think the first track from Illmatic is mm -hmm. sort of everywhere in yeah. that final episode, and then she winds up chatting with yeah. killer mike, killer mike. Like, yeah. oh, oh my god <laughs> yeah. yeah that I, shows had really good music i mean and i remember the scenes that the music i mean i remember the radiohead scene with like the drone shot that's off like moonshape pool which is fantastic and but i mean i yeah i've always been really really into hip-hop um that was probably like as a teenager 
and 20 year old definitely my favorite genre for sure okay. and so i was really really into hip-hop so outcast would have been in there too okay equimini um probably a tribe record in there but you don't know which one um they're too tough to say off the cuff beats beats rhymes mm-hmm. life maybe or midnight marauders okay are the top two probably great records yeah um and then no no low in theory for you low in theory is really good i had all of those right on, right like i had all of those like actually on cd um because once i got one i was like i just need more of those they're just perfect all the way through so probably one of those just because but i almost see them more as like those ones are more of like as a group like just love them so are you a day law guy yeah I like Dilo, but not as much. Okay, okay. Yeah, Where I, do we like? Do, do you know anything as far as their whole? Mm-mm. I mean, because it, it was supposed to in November this mm-hmm. past November. It was whatever yeah. the thing was, was supposed to be resolved, and they were supposed to be available on okay. streaming. But here yeah. we are, almost November again. Yeah, I don't think I've ever listened to a Daylight album all the way through. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Not all the way through. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, there's. At least three really good ones for me. Stakes is high. Okay, is is it really? I'll need to go back and check those out because, uh, and, and you'll have to like get a physical copy physical, of it okay. or or find or, it yeah. somewhere where I don't know, but because all of, it's not it's, it's not nowhere. Available. Okay, because I think it's still them versus Tommy Boy. Okay, that's you know arguing about that's money. The issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What was it? Um. Not too terribly long ago, um, there was strife in the NFL, and maybe the <clears throat> NFLPA was trying to. It was time to renew the deal, and mm-hmm. there was there, there was with the were, owners, yeah. and somebody said it's fucking millionaires arguing with billionaires. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. that's actually legitimately yeah. what it is. <laughs> not not to say that uh, De La has received all the revenue due to them oh right but i don't imagine they're like homeless like no anyway yeah uh okay so um got a couple records there um scale of one to ten okay what's your happiness level um probably nine okay that's great yeah um so uh tom segura has a bit um, where uh, he's he's approaching this, you know, late forties, yeah. and just being old, yeah. Um, and wishing that he could skip ahead like thirty years and just kind of be real old for a minute <laughs> and then just fucking die. And he's like, it's it's it reminds me of um, in grade school uh, when you'd come back from summer like you finish third grade and you come back for four and you're like where's kenny and they're like he skipped a grade and they're and you're like excuse me <laughs> like what the like i want to yeah. skip a grade. and they're like nope just yeah. get that out of your head he can add like a son of a bitch he yeah. gets it um but so, the way he presents it uh is like let's say you crush it this year and at the end of the year a government official or a magic fairy shows up and says you can skip however many years you want like yeah. how many are you going to skip so my my curiosity is if tomorrow somebody bestowed upon you more money than 
mm-hmm. you and all of your people and their people. There's, there's, it can't be spent before yeah. all, you're all dead. So you no longer have that stress in your life at all. Yeah. How are you spending your? What, what do you, what's your source or sources of joy? Okay, one second. I'm just gonna check because my wife's calling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's do really it. Cool. So okay, the so, sources of joy. How would you spend your time? I mean, what what would your life look like? Um. Okay. So, I mean, I've thought about that quite a bit, but <clears throat> I would like to actually add years back to my life. I, I would want to skip back a little bit. I don't want to like, uh, be old because I'm pretty. Well, so we're, we're no. You're gonna you're gonna stay the okay, exact just, same okay. age, but now you don't. You can both quit your jobs. Oh, okay. Uh, you, your kid. Uh, uh, there's yeah. N- there's no worries at all. Okay. You can live every day of the rest of your life exactly the way you want it. What is your life gonna look? Oh, like? okay. Um, I would still be creating, for sure. Definitely doing films. Um, I just finished a feature length documentary. Um, and that is uh something that. I'm really proud of. Um, I don't want to ever do that again, but like, I want to make more films. You don't so, want to do a feature length documentary. documentary. Yeah. It's just too much. Okay. Took forever. But, okay. um, but yeah, I mean, I'd still be creating probably like to live somewhere a little cooler, like in temperature. Okay. Wise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big into mountain biking, skiing, okay. all camping, all that stuff. Grew up an Eagle Scout, so nice. Uh, so just some place where like like um, we've looked at like Santa Fe or Colorado sure. or places like sure. that or Bentonville for like okay. mountain biking and biking, but just doing that and <clears throat> creating. Nice. I'd love for my wife not to be able to work because her she works in a very uh, emotionally traumatic industry. Indeed, she does. So um, I would love her for not not to be able to have to do that. Right. Um, is, is she there? I, I know it's not ever, uh, it's always fluid, Yeah. but, uh, the, you can, in that field, mm-hmm. you can sort of get into the space where to whatever level is realistic that yeah. you can turn it off oh, and yeah. go home and be a, a wife and a mom. Yeah. I mean, has, has she kind of, she's figured it out really well. Okay. Yeah. Good. She only works three days a week, three and a half days a week now. Okay. So those are like harder days for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, it's tough. She carries a lot of emotional burden with her from it. So yeah, there's, I mean, does she, does she see somebody? Yeah. Every once in a while she okay. does, but a lot of, it's hard finding a therapist for a therapist. I, you, I think it's, know? I think it's hard to find a therapist. <laughs> there, you can find one, yeah. but that doesn't but then, mean you're going to yeah. jive with them. Right. They're exactly. going to have yeah, the, the need, the specialties yep. that you, and it's super important. Um, so yeah, I think that's like I think finding the right therapist for a therapist is the hardest thing too. Because yeah. after a while, then it's like are, you're talking to a colleague, basically. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, man. Yeah. There's, uh, you know, uh, obviously people are all over the board, um, but it's just fast. Some some pe- first thing a couple people have said is uh, I'm still going to continue to do the mm-hmm. thing that I do for yeah. a living now because I love it. Yeah. And just the fact that I don't need, I don't depend on it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool, but I still, this is, and then there's a lot of people that, you know, I, I think 
live a lot of their waking hours in some form of misery right where they, they can't, can't <laughs> they shed yeah. that thing fast enough yeah uh and strangely there's a, i think a little bit of correlation with that portion of people mm-hmm. that actually don't know right like the, yeah the, all they know is that they would get rid of that but then oh, they've yeah. never never really explored because they're just in that yeah so i have a million hobbies i've always like told uh, everyone around me and everyone around me like will definitely confirm this. I will have no problem being retired. Right. Like I will have no problem at all. A lot of tinkering. Yeah. This, that, and the other. Yeah. And I just, you know, make, like I do make photography and films and stuff. Sure. And so that's just like to be able to do that, what I'm doing right now, but without like somebody, like without a agenda. Sure. Um, so uh, is there a portion of your stuff that's, visible online yeah and where is that yeah so i own the uh domain name mayonnaisecommercial.com okay uh and that's an old film industry joke i can't believe i got the website first off because it's (laughs) like it's a industry joke that if uh somebody comes up to you and asks what you're filming the first thing you say is mayonnaise commercial because there's never a second question and they'll leave you alone (laughs) I love it. And so that's my portfolio site. Um, and you can like most of my work is up there. And then I have a, um, a feature length film that's actually debuting at, um, Tallgrass film festival. What? Um, yeah. That's um, not a, that's not a small festival. It's is not. It? It's one of like the top 50 in the world. Wow. So, Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Where, where, where it's is in it? Wichita. I thought so. I thought yeah. so. So it's debuting there in two, uh, in October 1st. In like yeah. a month, yeah, very soon. or two weeks. Yeah. Wow, yeah. So we're going down there for that. Cool, um, myself and some of the producers, and that'll be really fun. That's so awesome. That's, uh, that's uh, it started with a horse.com, but it just takes you to mayonnaise commercial. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, and, and that's the... mostly my commercial work and stuff. It's okay, short films and very cool. Yeah. Um, and what about the, uh, the, the chiefs? Uh, oh, that's on, um, that's on Mac Lethal's YouTube. YouTube. Or, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, he and, posted it because we figured he'll get way more views. Right. So, right. Yeah. Um, I don't have a huge YouTube presence, surprisingly. I mean, uh, speak, I'm glad you said that. Um, so I, for it's, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. It's never the same how I get there, mm-hmm. but for each one of these, I'll do, you know, I have very short uh, audio mm-hmm. intro and outro that I just steal. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, not quite 50%, but copyright claim. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I keep... They've got crawlers. Well, I keep them to 10 seconds. Yep. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. No. Um, but I've just been seeing them, seeing them, seeing them. And only recently, I don't know if I was overlooking this or if it's a new feature, but if you hover over the copyright claim, a little window pops up mm-hmm. that lets you look deeper into it. Oh yeah. And all of them, I just discovered like two days ago mm-hmm. that it's like, it's fine. Yeah. Like they're, the artist yeah. isn't going to do anything. No, they don't care. They just want to make money off it, put ads on it. But I mean, the, if there is a copyright claim on a YouTube video mm-hmm. that, and that video one day is monetizable or gets at, like, does that mean that the money is going to a portion of it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or they, or they can put, they can choose to put ads on it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So like for the films that I do and stuff like that's all like, I have to have the licenses for that. Right. Um, 
So uh, it, it's very confusing to me that uh, a 10 second bookend mm-hmm. over like a three hour episode yeah. gets, I, I know that it's not my shit. Right. Yeah. And, and, but then you see like before I was doing, I was, I used to spend a good amount of time watching reaction videos. Mm-hmm. Have you, yeah. So yeah. people doing mm-hmm. like a, a song yeah. or a whole movie. Yep. And, you know, for movie, let's say it's uh, 90 minutes and they cut it down to 26 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely oh, yeah. 10 plus second clips yeah. where they're not talking over it yeah. and they don't have some fake image or distortion yeah. to say that it's not identical. Right. Uh, so it's, I, I just, I'm like, I don't really get, like, yeah. how do you. Well, and like some of the, I mean, sometimes they'll flip the screen. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, but then the, you know, the bots have figured that out. So it's really just like, I mean, it's gotten a lot easier actually recently because for the longest time, like they would just take your video down. Right. And so then they figured out a way to make money off of it. And they're like, well, they're not really hurting anything. So they give the decision to the person that owns the copyright. So that person goes in, takes a look at the video, says, is this going to hurt me? Is it really worth anything to me? And they can monetize it or not. And the person is probably a rep- like an yeah, agent or like, yeah. an the, intern. The band or... probably doesn't even ever know. Right, exactly. You know? They never see it. So, yeah. So wild. Yeah. So if you ever want to monetize your stuff, I can help you with figuring out how to do that. Really? Yeah. I mean... Uh... You just have to buy the, the, uh, the track. It won't be famous. Right. You couldn't put Paul's Boutique at the... No, <laughs> no. And I've, I've you know... Uh, it's, it's every single one has been a roll of the dice. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically, uh, if you lean to something that's older mm-hmm. or a smaller artist, yep. it, it can yeah, it slide can, through. Yeah. And I'm, you know, like I'm in that 10 second window. I've yeah. got fades on both ends. Oh yeah. You know, and it's like, it's not even really yeah. tense, but yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> uh, well, we should get you headed back in the direction of the family but uh i really really appreciate you coming well thank you for having me yeah it was fun um well i mean and maybe um right now i'm trying to fill like a few december january Mm -hmm. february slots but you know maybe when we're uh coming out of the cold weather and yeah maybe Maybe we'll listen to some more cars know a little bit more about well or you you could come back and we could talk about other records, sure. other artists, yeah. if you're down, sure. if time permits and yeah, all that for stuff. Sure. But thanks, man. Thank Appreciate you so much. It. All, right. all right. Awesome. Awesome.